It's the Sports Talk Podcast with Ryan Furrin giving you the hottest sports takes in town. You can reach Ryan through Facebook, email, and Twitter. Now it's time to start the show. Here's Ryan. What is up, everybody? We're back here on the Sports Talk Podcast with Ryan Ferrand here on uh, Podbean.com. What is up? We are back here with another episode. Our uh, last episode was a week ago today exactly, but we're back here with another Sports Talk Podcast here on Podbean.com. Got a lot to get to on the show today. A ton of stuff, you know. If you um, aren't living under a rock, you've heard of the... uh, the story uh, that came out a couple days ago about the Red Sox uh, meeting that was held with the players and uh, sharing their uh, dislike for Bobby Valentine and everyone was involved, the owners, upper management. We're going to get into all of that, try to make sense of it all. We're going to dissect the piece from YahooSports.com's Jeff Passan. What does it all mean? What do I think about it? Uh, it's just a whole mess down there in Red Sox Nation, so we're going to get into that. We're also going to discuss uh, John Henry's statement. The article came out on Tuesday, August 14th, and uh, yesterday, uh, the 15th, John Henry came out with a statement of his own, trying to explain a little bit what the meeting was all about. I'm going to get into that a little bit as well, um, discuss what his statement, uh, what I thought of his statement, and sort of overall what uh, ownership has done with this team over the past couple of years. I haven't really gotten to that on the uh, podcasts or on the YouTube channel. So I'm going to do that today and also in the talk to take something that I haven't talked about in a while. We're going to talk about NBA, a little NBA uh, stuff going down. Haven't talked about the Dwight Howard deal. I believe that took place last week. Dwight Howard traded to the Lakers. So getting my thoughts in on that. Like I said, I'm not really a big basketball fan, but I do want to cover the NBA. I don't want to just um, uh, cover the Celtics and then not cover anything else. do want to be fair and spread it out. Um, but first, before we get into the uh, Red Sox discussion, this is Sports Talk. With Ryan Ferran, right here on Podbean.com. Follow the show on Twitter. That's Twitter.com slash Sports Talk RF. That's at Sports Talk RF. Send your take on tweet and it will be read on the show. And you can also follow my personal Twitter account. That's at Ryan underscore Ferran 12. Check out the YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com forward slash Sports Talk Extra with RF. Remember, that's just extra. No EX. And you can also go on iTunes. Search Sports Talk with Ryan Ferran, the iTunes store. Download into your iTunes, that way you can listen to Sports Talk wherever you go. If you're in your car, you're not in front of your computer, wherever, you can always listen to Sports Talk wherever you go. But first, we're going to get into the Red Sox, and uh, we're going to just sort of just dissect this Jeff Passan piece. Uh, Passan, Passan, I think it's Passan, but whatever. We're going to get into this thing right here. It's it's just a mess with the Red Sox. Uh, you know, unbelievable stuff, and it just seems to be just seems to keep getting worse and worse. So much finger pointing down there. Nobody's taking accountability for anything. And uh, boy, is it getting going from bad to worse down there. I believe the Red Sox were five and a half out of the wild card. I mean, they lost last night against Baltimore, so probably uh, uh, lost another half game or a game <laughs> at this point. Um, it's only August 16th, so I guess they could turn it around and make a comeback, but we all know that's not going to happen. They're done, and um, this um, passing piece from YahooSports.com just, you know, really glorified that this team's done, and there's really something wrong with this Red Sox team, and really something needs to be done, whether it's now or at the end of this season. Something really needs to be done, but 
right here. Uh, this is the pass in the Yahoo Sports article from Tuesday. Starts off by saying, Boston Red Sox players blasted manager Bobby Valentine to owners John Henry and Larry Lucchino during a heated meeting called after a text message was sent by a group of frustrated players to the team ownership in late July. Three sources familiar with the meeting told Yahoo Sports. The owners called the meeting for Boston's day off in New York on July 26th after first baseman Adrian Gonzalez, texting on behalf of himself and some teammates, aired their dissatisfaction with Valentine for embarrassing starring pitcher John Lester by leaving him in to allow 11 runs during a July 22nd start. First of all, there's your problem right there. What this Red Sox team has been for these past couple of seasons, it's just a bunch of stuck-up, high-maintenance divas, overpaid players that just don't get it. They just don't know when to shut up and do their jobs. They just don't get it. And the players shouldn't be able to discuss the manager's job with the front office. This, you know, this is very uh, self-explanatory here. Managers manage, front office, you know, runs the team, and the players play. The players shouldn't be allowed to have an audience with the front office and ownership discussing their dislike for their manager. I mean, that just is so ass-backwards to me. Like, what business do the employees go up to the owners and say... Oh, I don't like my manager. That would be like in my uh, in my part-time job. If me and a bunch of the other uh, employees went up to the owners of the company and said, Oh, we don't like our manager. Like, that doesn't happen. Front office ownership deals with the managers and the players play. That's it. And this ownership is just so out of touch with everything. And they give them an audience with... <laughs> they give them an audience in this meeting unbelievable with what goes on there. These are all just players that just want to blame everything on somebody else. Unbelievable. And upper management continues to appease them. They gave them an audience for this meeting. I mean, it's unbelievable. Back to the passing piece. Gonzalez and Pedroia were the most vocal in the meeting in which some players stated flatly they no longer wanted to play for Valentine. I mean, what is that? You're, you shouldn't be able to do that. Like, Adrian Gonzalez and Dustin Pedroia. Go out and play. Go out there and do your goddamn jobs. And shut up about it. Let the front office deal with the manager. If the front office believes that the manager isn't doing the job correctly and they need to get rid of them, then they'll do it. You can, I mean, I'm not saying that they can't air a... Uh, their dislikes for their manager, of course they can. You know, I mean, if you're if you work somewhere and you're mad with your manager, of course, you know, you can uh, talk to somebody and say, oh, I don't like this guy or whatever. But you you don't do it in front of front of, in, you know in front of ownership. You know, that's not your place to discuss that with ownership. Ownership is supposed to discuss it amongst themselves, and it just really goes to show how out of touch this ownership is to give their stuck up players. They don't even realize that they're all stuck up and overpaid and they just don't give a damn anymore. They don't realize that. They're so out of touch with their own team that they give them an audience. And it just amazes me that they did this. Back to the article. Not all the Red Sox players attended the meeting, the sources said, highlighting the chasm that exists not only between some players and Valentine, but among players in the clubhouse. The perception that Valentine is being scapegoated unfairly to divert attention from mediocre performances by star players exists among some players. 
So some of the players in this Red Sox clubhouse believe that a lot of these overpriced, overpaid, stuck-up players are blaming it all on Bobby V because they suck out on the field. And that's what's going on here. These players are blaming Bobby Valentine because they know that uh, Bobby Valentine is easy to blame. It's his first year here in Boston. We know Bobby V's uh, personality here. It's no secret. And it's just easy to say, well, he's an old guy and he doesn't know what he's doing. That's why we're losing. And that's not what the issue is here. And, And some players on the team confirm that. They go, oh yeah, that's true. Like, when we send this article here, what uh, Jeff uh, Passon sent this article here to uh, divert attention from mediocre performances by star players. Obviously, that's what's going on here, at least for most of them. Do I believe that some players generally don't want to play for him? Yes, but that doesn't mean that you should go out there on the field and suck it up every game. You, yeah, you can't. If you don't like the guy, you know, that's your problem, but you still got to go out there and do your job. I think a lot of these players are going out there and just phoning it in and then blaming Bobby Valentine for the terrible record. The real thing that needs to be told to the players, when Adrian Gonzalez texted John uh, John Henry or whoever he texted in the front office that wanted the meeting, what should have happened was all the players get into the room and upper management goes in there and says, Shut up! Shut up! Go out there and do your jobs. This is not your place. You are terrible this season because of yourselves. Look into the mirror and stop blaming your manager and go out there and do your job. It's your problem. It's your doing. You're the reason why you're terrible. You're the reason why you're under 500. You're the reason why you've been playing terrible baseball this entire season. It's on you. It's on you, Josh Becker, for your pitiful starts and your terrible injury management and not being able to get ready for your starts. It's on you, John Lester, for giving piss-poor attempts out there in every game that you pretty much thrown so far this year. It's on you, Adrian Gonzalez, for being terrible so far in this... for being terrible in the uh, early parts of the season. You know, it's on the players. Obviously not all of them. I mean, you know, God, there are probably guys out there that have, from day one have tried their hardest. But there are so many players on this team that just don't give it to him anymore. And then they look at it and they say, well, it's not us. It has to be the manager. You know, what? You know, it's you. They need to look in the mirror and realize that they themselves are the real problem, not the manager. Now, I'm not going to say that Bobby V doesn't deserve any blame. Of course he does. Has he, made, has he made some bad decisions? Yes, he has. But he shouldn't be blamed for this entire season. And the real players here who should be taking a lot of flack for this are the starting pitchers. I mean, they're pissed that John Lester was left in there for 11 runs on a July 22nd start. They're, they're blaming, you know, they're pissed that Bobby V left him in there. Well, that's on Lester! That is on John Lester for putting himself in that position at the beginning. He shouldn't have given up 11 runs. He shouldn't have been in there that whole time. You shouldn't be in that situation. You should have been ready to pitch that day, and you shouldn't have thrown a terrible outing. That's on John Lester. That's not on Bobby Valentine. Why is that on Bobby Valentine? Adrian Gonzalez, don't get mad at Bobby Valentine. Get mad at John Lester for not pitching as well as he should have. Everybody's head in that organization, is in the wrong place. It's unbelievable. 
Ben Charrington, the Red Sox GM, confirmed that there was a meeting uh, to Jeff Passan, and this is what he said was the uh, the uh, the subject of the meeting. He says, The intent of the meeting was to provide a forum for people to express whatever frustration needed to be expressed at a time during the season when things were not going exactly the way we wanted to do to do on the field in hopes that we could put whatever issues there were aside and focus on playing games the rest of the season. That was the intent of the meeting. That was the focus of ownership. It was a productive meeting. I don't mind the fact that, you know, ownership can have a meeting, but you don't include the players. They shouldn't be influencing your decisions. This this ownership is so ass backwards. Like what what is what is wrong with them? And and this is the this is one of the other parts that gets me too. Uh uh, this one, this uh, this statement actually comes from John Henry's full statement that uh, we're going to get into next segment, but I do want to bring it up here. He writes in his statement, No one in that meeting at any time took the position that Bobby should be or needed to be replaced. And then you have a quote from Ben Sherrington back on the passing piece. Red Sox general manager told reporters, Bobby is our manager and we're not considering anyone else. He's, a com- he's committed to managing the team as he ever has been. And we're committed to him and trying to do everything we can to support him and make this work. So, on ownership side, nobody wants to fire the manager. And he's our manager and we're going to stick with him. So what was the point of the meeting? At the end of the passing piece, the support, according to sources, baffle those against Valentine who wonder why the meeting was called if it wasn't going to change anything. You know. So what was the point of the meeting? Adrian Gonzalez texted uh, on behalf of himself and other teammates that they had uh, that they didn't like Bobby Valentine. So what do you think their intention was going into the meeting? Unbelievable. And like I said, it really comes back to this. They need to look into the mirror and stop blaming the manager. It's on them. This bad season is on them. Mostly. Like I said, do I give some blame to Bobby V? Of course I do. But it's not all on Bobby V. They have to know that it's their fault. And the whole reason for the texting, Lester just should have done his job on the mound that day, on July 22nd. If he had done his job, there would have been no issue. If he hadn't sucked and given up 11 runs, there would have been no need for this crap. But, this entire season, those starting pitchers have been terrible for their starts this season. And it happened again on July 22nd. I've talked many times that, you know, this team could go places if they had good starting pitching. You know, just just terrible. Um, but, yeah, so that's just uh, some thoughts on the meeting in the uh, passing article. Uh, right here in the first segment on Sports Talk. Next segment, we are going to get into the, uh, we're going to get into the John Henry Statement. Of uh, what he thought of the uh, meeting that took place in New York. Gonna dissect that statement and what I think of ownership as a whole for the Red Sox and what it's doing to this team. Next. Back in here on Sports Talk with Brian Ferran. Uh, do want to remind you to go check out the YouTube channel. Have two subscribers so far. I believe I've been doing it for a couple of weeks. So got two subscribers. If you have a chance, go over there. That's youtube.com forward slash sports talk extra with RF. The link was in the description of my last podcast uh, on podbean.com. So go over and check it out. Watch some videos, subscribe. And um, that's just another way you can keep in touch with the show. 
Um, but first, well, I mean, but for this segment, uh, we're going to talk about the John Henry statement that he released yesterday uh, discussing the uh, meeting that took place in New York a couple weeks ago. Here's the statement. First of all, this is John Henry. First of all, for more than a decade, we have had a code among players, staff, and ownership that our meetings are private and do not leave the room. There is one reason for that. It enables all of us to openly discuss important issues. For more than a decade, not one person in any of those meetings has gone to the media with private information. Over the decade, we have made great strides as a result of these meetings in a number of ways, including improvement in training facilities, protocols, safety resources, travel issues, clubhouse issues, and trust within a cooperative framework. But more than anything else, these meetings have been about the same thing the meeting in New York was about, what it takes to win. What can we all do to improve our ability to win? About this time, eight years ago, we had one such meeting. It closely resembled the meeting in New York. Both were meetings I asked for, and both quickly went to the point. What do we need to do to turn things around? We held three meetings in New York, separating groups so as to have frank discussions about what was wrong. What Tom, Larry, and I heard in the player meeting was one overriding statement. The players felt responsible for the record. They weren't blaming injuries or anyone but themselves. At the time, they openly spoke about what could improve in addition to their play. They made substantive points. We addressed those points. No one in that meeting at any time took the position that Bobby should or should be or needed to be replaced. I understand when the team isn't playing up to our standards that issues are going to be sensationalized. But what is important for Red Sox fans to know is that ownership, players, and all staff, especially Bobby Valentine, are determined to turn around what has thus far been an unacceptable failed season. We are all on the same page in that regard. It will not waver. So that was his statement. And what I took away from this, uh, a few uh, things in here. First, what Tom, Larry, and I heard in the player meeting was one overriding sentiment. Players felt responsible for the record. They weren't blaming injuries or anyone but themselves. I have to call BS on that because if they weren't blaming anybody else besides themselves, then what's the need for the meeting? <laughs> you know, what's the need for the meeting in New York? That that could be solved easily if 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 all of the players believed, no, it's us. You know, we're you know we're responsible for this. If that was the reason that they thought of this uh, terrible season, then they could have done that in the clubhouse on any game in Fenway Park. You know, or on the road. They didn't need to call this meeting with the ownership. And, you know, they didn't need that. If they truly believed that it was on them, there wouldn't have been no need for this meeting. And I also have to call BS because you go back to the Passing article, the owners called the meeting for Boston's day off in New York on July 26th after first baseman Adrian Gonzalez texting on behalf of himself and some teammates aired their dissatisfaction with Valentine. So... The meeting was called because Adrian Gonzalez was texting that he and other teammates didn't like Bobby V anymore. So that doesn't make sense if John Henry's going to come out and now say that the players feel responsible for the record. Like, no. The meeting was called because they don't like Bobby V. They don't, they're not taking responsibility for themselves. They're blaming it on Bobby V. That's obvious. Well, obviously, that's my opinion. Um, you know, I'm taking the, the, the two pieces and forming my own opinion for for me it just comes down to this the players don't feel responsible for themselves they feel that bobby v is responsible so adrian gonzalez texts away and they get their meeting they get appeased they get some sort of meeting and they discuss bobby valentine that's what it seems to me 
you know, so I have to call BS on that from John Henry that the players feel responsible. Mm, no, they don't feel they don't feel responsible. Maybe some of the players on that team feel responsible, but the players that called this meeting and were vocal in the meeting, again going back to the piece, Gonzalez and Dustin Pedroia were among the most vocal. Those guys, the stuck-up players, and I wrote Pedroia into that now. At the beginning of the season, you probably said, oh, Pedroia is not one of those guys. He is now. He showed his true colors this season. But if they were the most vocal, and that was the reason why the meeting was called, and coming from Gonzalez, he doesn't like playing for Bobby Valentine, then it's obvious that they don't feel responsible. Another thing that I took up. But what is important for Red Sox fans to know is that ownership players and all staff, especially Bobby Valentine, are determined to turn around what has thus far been an unacceptable failed season. We are all on the same page in that regard and will not waver. He sort of glosses over the fact that this team had been uh, a wreck all season long. Nowhere in this statement does he mention the record. Nowhere in this statement does he mention that he has one of the highest payrolls in the league. And has failed to make the playoffs. If they, make, they miss the playoffs this year, they will uh, miss the playoffs three seasons in a row. Four years in a row without having a playoff win. They got swept in 09 by the, uh, by the uh, LA Angels. So that will be four years in a row without a playoff win. With one of the highest payrolls in the league. And nowhere in this statement does he address anything like that. He doesn't take accountability. And that is my problem with the organization. It's a problem with the whole team. But my main problem with the organization is they don't take accountability. Where is the accountability with this team? Where is the accountability with the owners? It's gone. They don't have it. You know, what was the point of this piece? He talks about, oh, with, you know, whatever we talked about in the meetings doesn't leave the clubhouse or doesn't leave the room. You know, eight years ago we had a similar meeting. Then he lies, in, in, my, in my opinion. He lies because he says the players feel responsible. Eh, no, that's not true. And then he just glosses over the fact that they've that they're haven't made the playoffs in the last three years with one of the highest payrolls in the team. I mean, highest payrolls in the uh, in the league. He just doesn't want to acknowledge that fact. And then that gets into my thoughts on the ownership. You know. Like I said, where is the accountability for this uh, ownership? But also on this, uh, also on the side for the ownership, is it about winning with these guys anymore? Do they care? You know, once they came to Boston, it was all about winning, all about beating New York, reversing the curse, all that bull crap. What is it about now? They have won two World Series in this market. What is it about now? Do they care anymore? Is it all about money? Is it all about making money? Is it all about television rings? Do they care anymore? You know, where where does it end with these people? Where where does it stop? Where does the buck stop with John Henry where he says, all right, that's it. enough is enough. We have to stop with all this crap of, oh, the players don't feel, the players felt responsible. Oh, we got to turn around. We, we will not waver. When is it all going to c- come to an end and say, you know what? Enough is enough with this crap. You know, we messed up. We have to uh, blow this team up. When is that going to come? I don't think it's going to come. I don't think Henry is going to do that. Because in the last couple of years, when has Henry shown you that he would do anything like that? I don't think it's going to come. And it's ruining the Red Sox. And it's ruining baseball in the city. And I just want to readdress my main gripe with this statement. If the players felt responsible, there would be no need for a meeting. 
I'll go back to the exact quote again. They weren't blaming injuries or anyone but themselves. Players felt responsible for the record. But if they felt responsible, they wouldn't have needed the meeting. That's the problem. They don't feel responsible. And I said that in the last segment. They don't feel responsible. They don't think it's their problem. It's not my problem that we suck. It's somebody else's. And that's the problem. And that's what ownership needs to address. And this should have happened at the end of the last of the last season after the collapse. And it didn't. And it needs to be addressed this year. All of these prima donna, overpaid, overhyped players. Guys like Josh Beckett and Dustin Pedroia and Adrian Gonzalez and David Ortiz. All of them need to go. Or some combination of something needs to go. This team needs a culture change. Enough of this entitled bullcrap with these players. I don't know what they think they're entitled to. Unless they prove it on the field, they're not entitled to anything. There is no accountability with the players. They all they want to blame it on the manager. And then there's no accountability with John Henry because he doesn't want to face facts. He still thinks it's some fantasy land of, oh, we're going to turn it around. I, I'm uh, John. It's not going to happen. No accountability from anybody over in Red Sox Nation over there. And it's hurting baseball in this city. Uh, well, uh, just to summarize... You know my main points by now. Uh, you know They don't feel responsible. I mean, players feel responsible. That's BS. Because I wouldn't have called the meeting in the first place. And there is no accountability. They don't mention... Bobby, uh, John Henry doesn't mention at all that they have sucked over these past few seasons and something needs to be done about it. No. Instead of saying that, instead of saying we have one of the highest payrolls in the league, we have to do something about this. We have to change... Our philosophy about to change our culture in the clubhouse. No. Instead of saying that, he makes some bull crap of, oh, we're all on the same page and we will not waver. And Bobby and us were determined to turn it around. Enough of that crap. Alright, enough ranting about the Red Sox for one show. Uh next. In the uh talk to take of the day end the show because we're running a little long right now in the end of the show talk about the Dwight Howard trade quickly uh, what do I think of the trade and what does it mean for the NBA and the Los Angeles Lakers that's next back in here on sports talk with the talk to take of the day today's talk to take Dwight Howard traded to the Los Angeles Lakers Get the uh, terms of the deal right here Courtesy of ESPN.com, Orlando, in return, there are a lot of names on here that I'm probably not going to get right. They get Aran Afaldo, Afalo. I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm not really a good basketball team. If these were all, if this was a hockey trade, I'd be able to name the names like that. Uh, they get Aaron Afalo. I'm just going to call him Al Harrington, uh, Nicola. Visevich, and uh, Mo Mo Harkless, Josh McRoberts, Christian Gina. <laughs> I'm sorry, and five future draft picks from Los Angeles, Denver, and Philadelphia. So that's where Orlando gets. Los Angeles Lakers, they get Dwight Howard. Uh, who the hell is that? I'm just kidding. Chris Duhon and Earl Clark. Denver gets Andre Iguodala <laughs> from the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Sixers get Andrew Bynum and Jason Richardson. 
This was a terrible deal for the Orlando Magic. I mean, really, Orlando, you get you gave up Dwight Howard, your you know your your biggest piece in this whole offseason, and you get a bunch of terrible players back that really aren't that great at all. I mean, Aaron Afalo, you know, I never even I mean, I guess besides Val Harrington, I never really heard of any of these players. You know, they should have stuck with trying to get a deal done with Brooklyn. At least they could have gotten Brooke Lopez out of the deal. Brooke Lopez, one of the an up and coming uh, player, you know, in the in the NBA, he might offer you something down the road. But these guys, you know, the only thing that the man, the only redeeming quality of this trade for the Magic is that they get draft picks. That's about it. Really bad deal for the Magic, and you know, should have stuck with uh, the uh, the Brooklyn deal. Uh, for Brook Lopez, they should have tried harder to get Brook Lopez and send uh, Howard to Brooklyn. Uh, and the and the biggest question out of this from national media, everybody, are the Lakers the team to beat now? Not only in the Western Conference, but the entire league. Uh, no, they're not the team to beat in the league. Maybe the Western Conference. I mean, I think you could say that they'll be. They'll be there in the Western Conference. They'll, you know, they'll probably make it to the Western Conference Finals. Are they the team to be in the league? No. I mean, they have an aging Colby Bryant. They have an aging Rick, uh, yeah, Rick Nash. Yes, Rick Nash tr- uh, changed uh, leagues, and he's now on the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. No. They have an, uh, an aging Colby Bryant, an aging uh, Steve Nash, an aging Ron Artest, an aging Paul Gasol, and then you just throw Howard in there. Howard is their only stellar player. Okay, you know, Kobe Bryant, he is aging, but he's still, he uh, he is aging, um, but he is still good. But you have an older Steve Nash, an older Ron Artest, or Metal World Peace, and an older Paul Gasol. Yes, you have uh, Dwight Howard, but, at, you know, for me, it's like, it's supposed to be some dream team. Oh, it's a big three. Not really. I mean, Nash is sort of at the end of his career. In a couple of years, Kobe's going to be at the end of his career. Ron Artest will probably be at the end of his career soon. Paul Gasol is going to be at the end of his career soon. And Sir Dwight Howard is there, and he's really the youngest one there. And, you know, I don't think that having a bunch of aging players, even though they were really good in their time, I don't think having a bunch of aging players and putting one superstar in there is really going to propel them to a, a uh, Larry O'Brien trophy. Sure, you know, with this talent that's there, they'll be one of the better teams in the West, but it doesn't put them in there as the top team to beat in the league. Certainly doesn't. You know, the Heat are still the team to beat in the league, you know, unfortunately. But this doesn't, I mean, it changes it a bit because the Lakers were terrible last year. Um, So this changes it a bit that makes them a little bit better, puts them into the Western Conference Final, but I don't think it puts them automatically in the NBA Finals. And it definitely doesn't give them the trophy. Just having, just adding Howard and having a couple of other aging uh, veterans. I don't think it really changes that much. So that's going to do it here on the uh, Talk to Take of the Day. Show's over. Uh, wow, huge show today. Um, I'm probably going to edit, no, I'm definitely going to edit this down, but right now, uh, while I'm recording this, I'm at 35 minutes, so this is the biggest show that I've ever done. But it will be a little bit shorter uh, once you're listening to it with the edited version. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff on today's show. Remember, go visit the Sports Talk Twitter, Sports Talk, uh, Twitter.com slash Sports Talk RF. That's at Sports Talk RF. 
send over a tweet. Uh, what do you think of this whole Red Sox situation? If you are not a Red Sox fan and you're outside looking in, what do you think of it? If you are a Red Sox fan, what does this whole thing do, do for you? Do you hate ownership as much as I do? Uh, do you think Bobby Valentine deserves more blame? Do you think that the I'm wrong and that the Red Sox players aren't stuck up and they should be blaming Bobby Valentine? Um, what do you think about that? Also, what do you think about this Dwight Howard deal? Do you think it was good for the Lakers? Are they the team to beat now in the Western Conference coming up this season? Um, so uh, send your uh, taking a tweet over there. You can also hit up my personal Twitter account. That's at Ryan underscore Frank 12. Be sure to check out the YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash sports talk extra with RF. And don't forget to uh, look up sports talk on iTunes. But like I said, that's going to do it. A lot of stuff that we got through today, but it was fun doing it. Um, and uh, expect another sports talk next week. Uh, just a couple more weeks of summer. Thank God. Almost getting to the end of it. I'm so sick of summer. I'm sorry, but I'm so sick of summer. Um, so sick of 90 degree weather. I just want to get into the fall and football and, you know, not having to wear, you know, being able to wear, you know, you know, warmer stuff because it's colder outside i don't know i just i'm so looking forward to the fall i'm so sick of summer it's something funny a couple more weeks for that uh but we're gonna get out of here on the sports talk podcast with me ryan ferran today is thursday do you want to thank everybody for listening and we'll talk to you later have a great weekend bye-bye